Uh, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Can you hear me up on the balcony? All right. Uh, the mic isn't on yet. We think it will be. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. The rest read the first, the first of five verses in 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you and which also you received and wherein you stand, for by which also you are saved, if you keep in mind what I have preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. For I, but I delivered unto you the first of all that which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was um, seen of Cephas and then of me in twelve also. Now note carefully verses 3 and 4. Paul said, I want to tell you again the gospel by which you were saved. I preached it to you, a very simple gospel, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried and rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. First of all, this is the gospel, and we ought to take it very much to heart because the Bible has much to say about it. In Galatians chapter 1, Paul said, You wandered away from the gospel I preached to you, now you say, well, you've got to be circumcised, you've got to keep the law of Moses, and you've forsaken this way of salvation by grace, he said. And so I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. And he said in Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, he said indignantly by divine inspiration, he said, I declare unto you that if any man bring you another gospel than that which I preached unto you, let him be accursed. And he said the next verse again, I say unto you, if any man bring to you another gospel than that which I preach to you, let him be accursed. Evidently, this is an extreme matter. No Christian must have patience with any other gospel, any other plan of salvation, because many, many people go to hell if they believe in the wrong kind of doctrine, the kind of salvation. In Matthew chapter 7, the Lord says that many, many will come to me and say in that day, Lord, he said, open to us. Now, Lord, he said, I've cast out devils in your name. I've prophesied. I've done many wonderful things. Many people, yes. And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You mean there are lots of people that are religious and not saved? Yes. You mean lots of people that pray and go to church? Yes, and maybe even preach. But they're not converted. They have the wrong gospel. There's a, Paul said, now listen, this gospel by which you were saved, the gospel I preached to you, he said, he said, if anybody brings a different gospel, let him be accursed, because this is the only possible hope for anybody to get to heaven, to get saved, is this gospel. All right, let us then take to heart. Let us then take to heart this gospel and bear, have very great concern about it. You know, in Second John, uh, verses 9 to 11, uh, John was inspired to write and said, If anybody come to you and bring not the doctrine of Christ, the Bible truth about Jesus, that he was born of a virgin, he lived a sinless life, he died an atoning death, he raised from the dead, he's coming again. Now, if anybody bring any other doctrine but this, doesn't abide in this, he's not, have not God, he's not saved. And so if anybody... Come, don't receive him in your houses, and don't bid him God feed if he doesn't preach this gospel. Ah, oh, this is serious then, this gospel. And Paul said he's so much concerned about it, he said. But remember that every Christian ought to have clear in his mind the gospel. Now, there are other things that are important, but not as important as this. 
You remember in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 23, Jesus said to the Pharisees and the scribes, You tithe, meant and anise, and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and truth. He says some things are more weighty than others. You can be wrong about tithing and go to heaven if you're saved. You can be wrong about baptism and go to heaven. You ought to be right about it, but you can be wrong about baptism and go to heaven if you're saved. But you can't be wrong about whether the Bible is true and whether Jesus is the Son of God and whether He's born of a virgin, whether He died for our sins. You can't be wrong about that and be saved. This is the saving gospel, Paul said. Now notice what it is. First of all, Christ died for our sins. First, our sins. Our sins, oh, the depth of this thought is said, our sins not in part but the whole are nailed to the cross and I bear them no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Uh, you know, we, first thing everybody got settled, I'm a sinner, I must get some question for my sins settled. What do I do about my sins? You know, uh, I was thinking last night, oh, they met down yonder and they had uh, lots of fun. I'm not against fun. But I thought I sure wish somebody said a good word for Jesus Christ and salvation. You know, certain things are not in joke. Sin that takes people to hell. That's no joke. Death, everybody's got to die. It's appointed on a man wants to die, and after that, the judgment. But take that to heart. And our sins, and what am I going to do about my sins? Uh, the truth of the matter is, you know, oh, I'm not so bad. I know, but your conscience tells you you're a sinner. I said, Visited to a little girl, oh, she's seven or eight years old. And I said, how are you? Are you a pretty good girl? And she said, <laughs> ask Mama. Uh, she was embarrassed, so she was conscious she was a sinner. And the Bible says, if you don't have the Bible, you're conscious either accusing or excusing. You know when you're, you're a sinner. And that's even heathen people. That's why they have animal sacrifices. That's why they have the religious ceremonies. They know they're sinners. Oh, some way to make peace with God. All right, now the gospel starts out, you're a sinner, but thank God Jesus died for them. You know, sin's a terrible thing, a terrible thing, but here's a good remedy. In Dallas, Texas, I preached one time, and um, a woman sat out there and wept. She had a sad face. You know what sin does to a woman's face, a terrible business. You women want to be pretty. God bless you. God meant you to be pretty. I don't blame you. And I don't blame you if you buy all the stuff you can get in a drugstore. You're trying hard to be pretty. Bless your heart. But if anybody here wants to be good-looking woman, I'll tell you now, you sure better hate sin. What it does to a woman's face as well as to her character. And that woman sat out there and wept as I preached. I gave an invitation to come to Christ. Others came and she didn't. I stepped out of the pulpit and went down to her and I said, Why don't you come to trust Christ? You didn't hold your hand, you're a Christian, and I see you're distressed. Why don't you come? She said, I can't. I, I said, oh, yes, you can. She said, preacher, please don't torment me. There's nothing I can do. I can't. I said, yes, you can. No, I can't, she said. She said, please don't torment me. I said, why can't you come? She said, because I can't forget what I've done. I can't forget what I've done. <laughs> I turned over to Hebrews chapter 10. And I read to her, the Lord says, This is a covenant I'll make with them in this, that day. He said, I'll put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And then he said, And then he said, Their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more, and there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Uh, and I said, If God will forget them, couldn't you forget too? And she said, Yes, if God will forget them, I will too. And she came and got saved. And so you call John Rice's name up in heaven, 
and all the angels of heaven say nothing against him. You say, but about oh no, but Jesus paid for all that, and it's already marked, paid, cleared out, and there's nothing against him. And so their sins will remember no more. Jesus died for our sins. Isn't that a wonderful truth? You can thank God for that. Our sins are paid for. That's right. Notice here uh, that Christ died. Uh, for adventure, for good man, some would even dare to die. But God commandeth his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Oh, to have somebody that went to such a, a trouble and pain and heartbreak and spittle in his face and a crown of thorns and his back torn with a scourge and, uh, and nailed her cross and mocked while he died. And God the Father turned his face. Well, what's that for, Jesus? That's for John Rice and Ron English and all these folks that ever trust him that's in their place. So he who was not a sinner was made sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Christ died for our sins. Isn't that good? Wait a minute. He died for our sins, according to the Scripture, and was buried. What do you mean? Because don't anybody think he just fainted. Don't anybody think he just suffered a little bit and then got, no, no. He died and was buried. It's all over. Why? Because it's appointed on a man who wants to die. And Jesus died in our place. And Jesus couldn't take the place of a sinner unless he died. And so settled in that body laid in the grave. All right, so Jesus died. Thank God <laughs> I don't have to die. And the fact is I already have everlasting life. And now the Scripture says, uh, uh, them that are sleeping, Jesus. <laughs> oh, so if anybody come by, if one of these days, if I get old, <laughs> I'm only 80 now. If I get old and if I die and have a funeral service and you come back by and say, oh, doesn't it look natural? Uh, don't anybody say that's where I was dead. Say he's asleep. Asleep in Jesus, blessed sleep, from which none ever wake to weep. Asleep in Jesus. Uh, so uh, Jesus died in our place. He died, was buried. And then what? And he rose again. He rose again. What do you mean? That means deity. That means he's God in human form. That means he's the one who made the world. That means he is absolute deity. Don't say I think Jesus is a good man. Oh, not. He's God in human form. That's right. Well, some of that. All right, then you have to go on to hell then. Not into salvation unless Jesus is God in human form, the perfect, sinless sacrifice fit to take our place and die for us. He died according to the scriptures, and he rose again. Oh, I'm glad he's alive. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. And we can know that, you know. We have a living Savior, so we don't go around if we were lonely and orphans and nobody to help us. Thank God, uh, a living Savior. And notice further, he said here, he said that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Listen, something very interesting here. One time, it says our sins, one time Christ died for them, one time he was buried, and one time he rose again. Twice, he says in this same passage, according to the Scriptures. Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and was buried and rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Um, if Jesus had died some other way or time, it wouldn't do any good. You know, last night in the Garden of Gethsemane, Satan tried to kill him. He said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. He's about to die, the burden of sin, the trouble everywhere. But <laughs> he had an angel came and he prayed through. <coughs> In Hebrews 7, 5, 7, the scripture said, Who in the days of his flesh, 
cried with strong crying and tears unto him was able to save him from death and was heard and that he feared. <laughs> All right, leave that to another time, bud. <laughs> Uh, notice this then, that um, uh, this according to the scriptures, Jesus died at the right time. Um, uh, he said, Father, let this cup pass. You mean Jesus trying to get out of the crucifixion? No, he wants to leave the garden and die. The scripture says he's been nailed to a cross. Uh, scripture said he'll have wounds in his hands and his feet. The Bible says that um, he's the fulfillment of the prophecy the Passover lamb was to be killed tomorrow, and he's the God's Passover lamb. He had to die according to the Scriptures. Um, if Herod had killed the baby Jesus as he tried to, that wouldn't do any of us any good. No, he had to die according to the Scriptures. <laughs> but he did. Thank God, according to the Scriptures. Uh, so that means the Bible. Oh, how precious the Word of God. That's why we ought to be impatient if anybody doesn't believe the Bible. That's why we ought to say anybody doesn't believe the Bible, and you're not a Christian. Christians believe the Bible. Only way of salvation is the kind in the Bible. The only kind of Savior you know is the one in the Bible. Somebody said, well, I don't believe a loving God would send a sinner. Tell, well, then, you making up a God of your own, the God of the Bible would. By God, the Bible sends sinners to hell won't repent. You won't turn down Christ. Somebody said, well, the God of the Bible, he wouldn't be... Uh, but you're not... Uh, uh, if you take the God of the Bible, that means the sinner must repent or perish. Oh, but wonderful truth. God loves sinners. <laughs> An invitation in the Bible... You know, I was saved, Gainesville, Texas, uh, nine years old. Let me see, that'd be 71 years ago. I trusted Christ. But no much of the Bible showed me how I could know a preacher, priest, and a prodigal son. He said God would forgive me like that father took that boy back when he came home weeping. And so I came. But I didn't know all the promises God gave me. And my dad went home that day and I said, Dad, what about me joining the church? And I couldn't tell him what happened, and he wasn't there. And he said, come when you're old enough to really repent and be regenerated and so on. Then he said, you can, uh, you can join the church. I didn't know what all those big words meant, but my dad is the smartest man in the world. If he didn't think I was saved, I guess there wasn't. I went for three years, and then I found one day in the Bible, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Not going to have, has it now. Has it now. And I said, well, that's what I did. <laughs> I got everlasting life. I have never, as far as I'm conscious, had a second's doubt since that day I found it in the Bible. You want to know what you say? Go over the Bible. Go over the Bible. Better call me long distance the other day, as people frequently do. No trouble whether he could have done part of saying or not. No, I didn't feel like I thought he ought to feel. And so wonder if he'd repented enough and so on. I said, that's easy settled. Romans 10:13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you called on him, he saved you. Well, I called, but I'm afraid... Never mind, it didn't say if you called just right or said a certain word, but whosoever called on the name of the Lord, you'd be saved. Well, but he said, I don't feel... Now, I don't care about how you feel, I said, if you trusted Jesus, called on him to save you. He did. You know, God saves everybody who really wants to be saved. Yeah. You're tired of sin? Won't forgive us? Oh, you can have it. Free. Jesus died for us. All free. It's all free. You can have it. Go away happy today. I tell you what I do, I just say, pitch my doubts out the window, and I say, I'm going to depend on Jesus and rely on Jesus and have that all settled forever. I'm turning this over to Jesus Christ, and that'd be a good thing to do. 
Let me ask you a question. Think back about the time you were saved. Now, in my case, I don't even know. It was on a Sunday. I think it was probably in November, but it was either long November or December, just before I was nine years old or just after. Well, I don't have to remember the date, you know. If you find you got money in the bank, it don't matter whether you remember what day you deposited it or not. All right? I see. Well, I wonder how many say, but how many says, yes, I remember the time I was saved. Let's see your hand. Do you remember that time? Well, all right, that's good. I wonder how many have had sometimes had some doubts about it. I wonder if I'm really saved. I don't live like I ought to. How many have? Let's see your hand. Have you? I did for years. You don't have to doubt anymore. Why don't you say the Bible says Christ died for it? The Bible says when I trusted him, I got everlasting life. Bible says, Him that cometh to me, I'll in no wise cast out. Jesus didn't turn me down. <laughs> and you have that settled forever. Now in a moment we're going to go. I'm glad you're here.